Hello everyone. Welcome to another time of devotions together. And I have an idea. Let's start with some music today. Let's pray. Oh God, open our hearts, illuminate our minds, give us new energy to serve you better. Amen. As we consider the four Gospels as a whole, we know that there are many small discrepancies in the accounts of what happened during Jesus' life and ministry. And of course, that is to be expected when you have four people with different points of view and even different memory of shared events. Not a problem, right? And to take it one step further, I suddenly realized that the writer Luke described the ascension of Christ twice, all by himself, and that he described the same event differently. Let's look at the two passages. First, the one in Luke's Gospel. Here is chapter 24, starting in verse 50. When Jesus had led them out to the vicinity of Bethany, he lifted up his hands and blessed them. While he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up into heaven. Then they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they stayed continually at the temple, praising God. So simple, right? Jesus is swept to heaven. They return to Jerusalem. They praise God. Now let us consider the first chapter of Acts which Luke also wrote. During the 40 days after his crucifixion, Jesus appeared to the disciples from time to time, actually alive, and proved to them in many ways that it was really he himself they were seeing. And on these occasions, he talked to them about the kingdom of God. John baptized you with water, he reminded them, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit in just a few days. It was not long afterwards 
that he rose into the sky and disappeared into a cloud, leaving them staring after him. As they were straining their eyes for another glimpse, suddenly two white-robed men were standing there among them and said, Men of Galilee, why are you standing here staring at the sky? Jesus has gone away to heaven, and someday, just as he went, he will return. They were at the Mount of Olives when this happened. So now they walked the half mile back to Jerusalem and held a prayer meeting in an upstairs room of the house where they were staying. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So just to summarize, in his gospel, Luke omits the entire episode of the disciples staring into heaven, needing angels to tell them to cut it out. He simply says that Jesus ascended into heaven and they went back to Jerusalem rejoicing. In Acts, he suddenly remembers there was more to the story. Don't we do this all the time? I find myself constantly adding details to stories I tell my wife. Details that she patiently listens to, although they really aren't necessary. But in this case, Luke points out that the disciples were just frozen, staring into the skies, unable to process what had just happened hoping for another glimpse of their master. Friends, is this where we find ourselves? Frozen in place, hoping for divine intervention in our lives, in our country's future? Do we really need angels to get in our face and say, oh, stop with your whining and dreaming and hoping for the Christ return? Get busy looking around you instead of upward. There are needs everywhere. And you have a lot of work to do this very day. Actually, that's a bit harsh. Remember the reaction of the disciples. They went back and started praying for several days. They were clearly feeling moved and maybe a little punished. Have you ever spent some serious time with a friend or family member and found yourself noticeably closer to that person? I spent three weeks with my dear father this summer, including a trip to Sweden together that I keep mentioning because I will never forget it. After dad returned home, I felt super close to him and like I knew what his days were like. So when I later called and checked on him, it felt much more real, more personal than to just say, so how was your day? Never mind that he pointed out that in the future, I didn't need to call him on the phone so much. A text would be fine, he said. Hmm, nothing like discovering that sometimes maybe I'm just a bit intense and persistent. But don't you think the disciples felt that way? Can you imagine what your prayer life would be like if you had spent time, years in fact, with the actual physical Jesus and watched him float up to heaven? No surprise that their prayer meeting was nearly endless. They still had so many questions, so many worries. So where are we going with all this? As usual, I'm not sure. But I think there are lessons to be learned in both of Brother Luke's accounts here. Gazing into the heavens seems like something we've done in earnest. That's someone who's trying to seek first the kingdom of God, right, in our lives. But it can get you scolded by men in white. 
Prayer meetings that last several days might just bring a strong appearance by the Holy Spirit. And sometimes it's best to simply accept God's actions and walk back to Jerusalem, <clears throat> praying and rejoicing. Ultimately, we know that we are expected to multitask, keep watching and waiting, but also keep busy doing the Lord's work, reaching out to the needy people around us. <clears throat> and maybe, maybe just maybe, limit the prayer meetings to a few hours. Remember, it's sometimes better to text than to call someone directly. Let's pray. Oh God, forgive us for our frozen staring. Help us to keep our eyes on your mission for us on this earth. Amen.